So all the areas, all the areas need this kind of converting, right? Being useful for God's economy, our occupation. But the crucial point here is, as young people, you all need to have a thorough, definite dealing with the Lord concerning your consecration. Otherwise, it will become a, otherwise my word last night will become a danger to you. So I like to protect that word with this word. You see. Unless you have dealt with the Lord. I don't mean you stood up in a meeting and say, I consecrate to Christ in the church. I meant you went home and you knelt in the Lord's presence and you opened to the Lord and you exercised and his light shined on you and touched you about this and about that and about this and about that. You dealt with the Lord until he got to the bottom of the pile and everything was given to him. Then you'll be able to convert everything when the crisis comes. When the promotion comes, when the job offers come, when the doctorate comes, when everything comes, you won't get snared because you've had a basic dealing. You'll get tested, but you won't get snared. I know what I'm talking about. Let me give you my testimony. Maybe that will help. Uh, when I graduated from college in 1957, I got a job in the insurance business. After three years, I changed companies because I, was, uh, I wanted a better job. I wanted to, it wasn't progressing fast enough. And uh, after a year in that job, uh, my boss called me in uh, for the annual review. And uh, he said, all your work is excellent and this and that, and you have a great future with the company. The only thing he said is, you have to be willing to pay the price to succeed. And the Lord shined on me. And I knew exactly what he meant. He didn't mean do a better job at my work. He meant... I, see, I never went to the bowling league. I never went to the Christmas party. I never went out on Friday night with the boys. I never socialized with them because I was fully occupied with the church life. So I went home and I knelt down before the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm not willing to pay that price. No, no. Success and my future doesn't mean that to me. I'm not willing to pay that price because that will take me away from you. So as I began to pray before the Lord, then the Lord began to shine on me. Then the Lord shined on my ambition. He showed me how ambitious I was, how I wanted to succeed, how I wanted to make a lot of money. And he showed me that it was my ambition that he wanted to deal with. So I consecrated myself. I consecrated my future fully to the Lord. I said, I put my future in your hands. I don't care for my ambition. I just care for you. Whatever pleases you is what I want. So I dealt thoroughly with the matter of my occupation and my future. Then the next day I knelt down and the Lord shined on my education. I was working on a master's in business administration. In those days, everybody didn't get one. If I had gotten one, that, and I was, I was well on the way. And the Lord shined, what do you want this for? Then I realized this again was my motive, my purpose, my intention. Then I... I opened to the Lord, Lord, whatever you want. Then the Lord told me, give up the program. So I finished that semester, and I didn't go back. Then the Lord shined. We had just bought a new house out in the suburbs. And the Lord said, uh, what about this house? What do you love more, the house or me? And I liked the house. It was nice out in the suburbs. And the Lord said, suppose I want you to move back into the city for the church's sake. 
So I had a dealing over the house. Then the Lord touched me concerning my family, my wife and my children. He said, who do you love more? That was hard. That took a few days to get through. You see? So day after day after day. Then I had a fairly new car, which I got a good deal from a friend who, the husband of a friend of ours died. And they gave me, and the Lord touched me, what about the car? You wouldn't believe how thorough the Lord is until you start to deal with him. He touched everything in my life. Everything. This went on for a couple of weeks. That's what I mean, a thorough dealing in our consecration. Eventually, the Lord touched everything. And I gave in to the Lord on everything. With some things, with a struggle and a fight. But eventually, of course, we have no choice to give in to the Lord. If we love the Lord, this is consecration. Not, I'm for Christ in the church. No, that's not consecration. That's declaration. Whether, it's, whether there's a consecration behind it or not depends. There may be and there may not be. I'm not saying we shouldn't declare, but I'm saying we should deal. <laughs> this is the kind of dealing, you see. So I had this kind of dealing, this kind of thorough dealing with the Lord in all these areas. And I can't tell you, that was uh, 17 years ago. In all those areas, at some point, the Lord has come to test it, to test that consecration. So then I decided, okay, Lord, I'm open to you. Then I got the burden to change companies and find a job that I could do in a good way that would be good for my living and I would be interesting and fulfill my potential and yet wouldn't be a distraction to me. So I got a research job in an insurance organization uh, doing research in all the areas. And this was very interesting because as I was checking the... Sunday Times every, every uh, Sunday, uh, one uh, Sunday there was an ad there and it was as if somebody had my resume and wrote that ad. It exactly fit and I had a strange combination of education. I started out in engineering, then I switched to industrial psychology, then I got into the insurance business. And how do you figure something out of that? <laughs> you see? And that ad fit. They wanted somebody with a knowledge of industrial processes and I had a course in that. They wanted somebody with a knowledge of chemistry and physics, and I had courses in that. They wanted somebody with underwriting background. I was an underwriter, insurance underwriter. They wanted, it was, so I went and applied and I got the job for a research job. Okay, then, uh, after a year, the head of the underwriting department got cancer of the larynx, and I was made head of the underwriting department. And I was uh, then, uh, um, under 30 years old. And uh, there were men in that department who'd been there 25 and 35 years with the company. And I was put in charge of them. And then uh, a year later, I was uh, uh, made an executive of the, of the company and given more responsibility. And then another year after that, I was appointed to the senior staff as a senior, a senior executive in charge of one of the three major divisions of the nationwide operations. Uh, all this time, the job got better and better. But uh, it didn't demand more of my time. I don't know how, uh, but uh, that job, it took me about four days a week to do my work. I mean, it, it just was easy for me. I don't know how. It, it, that was really the Lord, you see, because my burden was for the church. And uh, so in those years, I had a lot of time. I could invite brothers up to my office, close the door, talk to them for an hour. I could 
if I had some, as long as I got my work done, my time, I could regulate my own hours, go in late, leave early. It was an ideal job for the Lord's recovery. Uh, but as it got better and better, then the Lord touched the finance thing. Uh, I found out after the second raise that I was in the same situation I was when I started, and I couldn't figure it out because I got big raises. In those years, it was a big percentage raise. Then the Lord touched me again about the finance matter. Then I had a definite dealing with the Lord again concerning my giving for the Lord's recovery. Then I learned that the more I gave, the more I had left over at the end of the month. So I began at 10% of my gross income. Then, the, then I increased it to 15%. Then I increased it to 20%. Then I increased it to 25%. And the more I gave to the church, the more better off I was financially. Don't ask me to explain it accounting-wise, but it works. It really works. It works exactly this way. The unexpected things didn't happen. See, most of us get sunk by the unexpected things. But if our priorities are right, they don't happen. You see? The, uh, the oil burner didn't break down. Uh, the car didn't need an overhaul. I mean, all the things that, that blow your budget to pieces. And so, the more I gave, the more I had left to give. So this was the dealing with the finance. Uh, then, gradually, as this job got to be so good, uh, inwardly, I just knew it's time for me to serve the Lord. It's time for me to serve the Lord. The Lord touched me and said, uh, it's time. From my high school years, I had a sense that someday I might serve the Lord with my time. Well, eventually, the Lord touched me. Uh, now is the time. So I turned in my resignation. No struggle, nothing. It was easy because it was just the next step. Why? Because of that basic dealing. Then after a few years, the Lord touched us again, my wife and I. And uh, one of our daughters got a brain tumor. And she was in a coma. And the Lord had another dealing with us. Well, he reminded me of my consecration. Is she yours or is she mine? And I knew that if we insisted, we could get her healing. But I also knew the Lord wanted to take her. That was very strange experience. And the Lord turned me to Hezekiah's experience. When he got sick and the Lord said, prepare to die, he begged the Lord for more years. And he got those years, but he lost the kingdom. Because those were the years when the Babylonians came and he showed them all the treasure of the Lord's house and eventually they came and took it all. The Lord showed me this crystal clear and it was as if I had a choice. I could have the life of my daughter or I could have the Lord's purpose. I mean, if you talk about dealing... You see, but because of that consecration, you see, we, we could go to the Lord and say, Lord, we take your word. We ask, you know, for your healing. On the other hand, we say, not as we will, but you, as you will. You see, so the Lord took her. When we came to that clear decision, that very day, the Lord took her. It was so clear. That was the Lord. So I tell you, everything will be tested. This is not a light thing. Everything will be tested concerning your job, concerning your future, concerning your family, concerning your... Everything will be tested. Some things the Lord will come to collect on. Some things He won't, but you don't know. At that time, again, the Lord, through, a, uh, uh, through the Lord's mercy, we, uh, uh, my wife's aunt uh, died and, and we had a house free and clear. And at that time, when she was in a coma, 
the uh, social worker came and she was very upset, very nervous. She said she could be in a coma for months. This might take everything that you have, all the money you have, everything, your house and everything. They'll take it before you get any financial help. She wanted me to sign everything over to other people. And again, it looks as if we could be wiped out financially. Again, we had to deal with the Lord. Eventually, we realized everything came from the Lord. We just said, Lord, if you want it, it's all right. Everything came from you, we give everything back. I already gave it to you. It's up to you. You want to collect or you don't. You see? Not in those words, but in principle. This is the, So all the things got tested. You see? And this is how we could get through. Why? Because at some point we had a thorough dealing. So I strongly feel all you young people need this kind of thorough consecration. Not this superficial kind of way. You need a thorough consecration in which you go to the Lord item by item of all the innermost things of your heart. Everything your heart loves. Everything your heart is attached to. You see? I tell you, this made a big difference in my whole life. Yes, it made a big difference in my whole life. You see, that's why when the crisis comes, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. If there's no dealing before the crisis comes, if, there's, if we have not set the direction of our lives before the crisis comes, it's hard to get through. Even psychologically, it's hard to get through. Just imagine what I just told you. It's hard to get through psychologically, just as a human being, without falling apart. But because we've had a thorough dealing with the Lord, you see, I tell you, then when the test comes, the supply is there. Because something has been wrought into us through that dealing. So I encourage all of you young people to have this kind of thorough dealing with the Lord. A thorough dealing over all your future, over all your aspirations, over all your desires, over all your affections, over everything of your life. Don't wait. You see, and then wonder why the Lord doesn't give you a husband or wife or why you have trouble with the job or why you get distracted with the world. No, that's too late then. Do it now. See, you need now to have this kind of thorough consecration. If this consecration is there, you see, then when, you, when the recruiters come, you won't be in a turmoil as to which offer to take. You'll be at peace. You'll believe me. And you'll know against all reason you'll know what is the Lord's leading and what is not and you'll be and you'll be strengthened to take the Lord's choice and not your choice I tell you this is not a small thing see this is the kind of life this is what I mean in this way by consecration everything can serve the Lord's purpose so I could say everything serves the Lord's purpose we even, my wife, uh, not only in, we inherited the house, but we inherited a lot of uh, uh, her aunt's things. And I was, I was wondering, I was before the Lord about this. Lord, what is the meaning of this? We got crystal and we got our silver and all kinds of stuff, see. And uh, when we got it, I said, Lord, we don't want this. You know, I don't want this stuff. What are we going to do with it? Maybe you better sell it right away. The Lord said, no, keep it. Someday you're going to need it. And I didn't understand that. You know when we used it? When we moved to Anaheim. We sold all that stuff off and it financed the whole move to Anaheim of my whole family. That was the Lord's provision. He gave us this stuff, but we were not attached to it. Fine crystal and Dresden china and all this kind of stuff. We sold, you know, we sold just a part, of, you know, a, a good part of it for thousands of dollars. 
it financed all our move, the move of my whole family and getting established and doing what we had to do. See, everything needs to be converted in this way. Everything is for God's economy. That inheritance, I still got, we still have a few things and I'm always exercised on those. We have some furniture and we have some, we have some things that are somewhat valuable. I'm still exercised. Lord, I don't care for that thing. But the Lord gives us the peace, just wait. There will come a time. So I'm just waiting for the time when that needs to go. Right? This is the way to live for the Lord's economy. You see? This is the way to live. So our education, right? Our family, our house, our everything we have has to be for the Lord's economy. This is the way to live for God in this present age. Right? Amen. You all need this kind of dealing. The basic dealing of consecration. You all need this kind of thorough dealing. If you've never read the chapter in the experience of life, then don't just read the chapter, but get on your knees and pray over it. Point by point. One point a day. Spend a, spend a month on that chapter. Deal with the Lord. He will shine. It won't take a month. You believe me. The Lord will shine. And you have a thorough dealing. Then you could live. Then whatever you do. Then I encourage you. Do the best in school. Get the best job. You know, in other words, then go and live for God's economy according to your full human potential. Then you won't be trapped by Satan. Then you'll be able to convert everything for God's recovery. I don't know. How many of you saints, you know, consider that you, you need a raise so that you can give more to the church? We need to have this kind of consideration. That's why you need a raise. You don't need a raise to live your, raise your standard of living. Our standard of living is quite okay. In this, in this country, it's too high. It's universally too high. Except for very few cases, and I don't know. Of course, all you students feel that you're so poor. But you're still better off than the rest of the world. But when you get a job, then, then the test comes. Then the test comes. And the fact that you've gone through these hard years, then that becomes a temptation to you, to live for your own pleasure. That is when the test. If you don't have this consecration, you'll get trapped by your own enjoyment and your own pleasure. That will be a trap to you. You'll still be in the church, loving the Lord, for Christ in the church, but, with a big but. You see, we don't want just people in the church. We want people to live this kind of life. This is the life for God's economy on the earth. Does that answer your question? <laughs> Is that enough? Amen. Amen.